Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey, folks, it's Michael Lafito from the Luxury Listing Podcast and the Luxury Listing Specialist Certification. I'm really excited about today's guest, Chad Roffers from Concierge Auctions. Now, many people think about auctions and they think distressed properties, and and that's not the case. Uh, when we're talking about some of the high end, some of the most expensive or unique properties globally, many sellers choose the auction option because it increases the probability of getting top dollar well above sometimes market value or in many cases market value. And most importantly, instead of sitting years on the market, in some cases, they're getting their properties sold in less than 60 days. So uh, with that being said, I want to introduce Chad. Chad, say hello to everyone. Michael, thanks for thanks for having me. I'm really excited to uh, to do the the program today. No, you're you're absolutely welcome, and we're excited to have you again. Uh, we have Chad just to kind of give you some background. We interview some of the top luxury agents, thought leaders throughout the industry, and from time to time, we bring on uh, people such as yourself that have such a unique product offering, something that that's a void that's needed in our industry. And I always tell agents it's our fiduciary responsibility to present all options to a seller. And I'm a big believer in the luxury auction space. So tell us a little bit about Concierge and how long you guys have been around and, and kind of the history to where you're at today, if you don't mind. Yeah, be, be delighted to. So the firm was founded in, in 2008 in really, you know, what was the, as we all probably remember, the, the depths of, the, of the, the, the real estate downturn. And in really... The, the, we recognized that there was an opportunity where, where we could take the auction process and really move it into the mainstream as a way for the discerning sellers, high net worth sellers, um, to, to choose a, a different path to accomplishing their goal of, of selling a property. And you know, certainly, as you pointed out, historically, you know, the auction process was was uh, you know associated with 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 distress, and and we really saw an opportunity the other way. Um, my my colleague Laura Brady and I had spent uh, a number of years in the luxury brokerage business, and so really understood um, the the pain points around you know a luxury property as an owner or as a listing agent, and and really at times you know how difficult, regardless of market conditions it can be to find the right buyer. And, and, and also kind of early on, we recognized, and this is, you know, certainly pre, pre Uber, um, but certainly, you know, kind of in and around the onset of Zillow really recognized technology um, and, and, and how it was going to change real estate and also how consumer expectations were evolving. And, and the fact that more than ever, you know, especially affluent buyers and sellers, you know, they want control and they want that when they want results, you know, when they want them. And so we saw an opportunity to capitalize on that 
kind of macro change and at the same time build on, you know, the fundamentals of what we knew it took to sell a luxury property and, and kind of blend that into to the platform, at least the start of, of, of the platform in 2008. Yeah, and, and, and I appreciate that history. And you said 2008, and you're the, the chairman of Concierge Auctions, correct? That's correct. Um, and you, you said there's an opportunity, but I, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's not just an opportunity that it was needed, but there was a need for it, right? I mean, uh, some of these marketplaces, there's years of inventory. And, and how do you create urgency when there's, you know, three, four, five years of inventory yeah. and there's no sense of urgency? Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I agree. I would actually say that even today, you know, we do, we track closely most of the luxury markets around the U.S. and really study, you know, the, the supply and the demand and, and, and really dissect the, the, the top transactions in given markets. And the reality is the, the state of the universe today for luxury isn't that different than 2008. Now, obviously, you know, the world was in a really difficult place in 2008, and the opportunity was, you know, sellers really were open to figuring out, you know, recognize there was, <laughs> if they wanted to sell, they really needed to explore their options. So it gave us, you know, a, 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 an at-bat, if you will, that maybe historically we didn't have. But fast forward to today, the fundamentals haven't changed that much. I mean, if you look at, at almost every luxury market in the U.S., and, and we've, we, we study this closely, and you take, let's say, the top 10 sales in Chicago or the top 10 sales in Phoenix, or Aspen, or you know, pick a market, sure. and you and you and you dissect those top ten sales. You're going to find two things. One is a 25 to 35 percent of the properties sell quickly for 90 plus percent of list, and quickly is less than 90 days. And the reality is, a lot of those properties are you know single digit days. I presume some of those are pocket listings or off market sales that ultimately get recorded because the agent wants and deserves credit for putting a significant transaction together. Mm-hmm. And then you have at the other end of the spectrum, two thirds of the properties that sit for three to five years and sell on average for 70% of the original asking price. And that, and that trend is, is universal across every market, um, even the hottest markets. And so, you know, fundamentally, and then you, you, you layer in all the transparency that exists in today's real estate world with Zillow and other providers with, you know, there's a ton of transparency about how long a property's been for sale and the price history. And, you know, we're, our, our platform is a solution for that, you know, kind of that problem. And, and, and so that's, you know, really why we've been able to, to thrive. Yeah. And those, those numbers are alarming and, and you're absolutely right. Three to five years of inventory. So at the time of this recording, I currently represent five properties above five and a half million. And last year in Chicagoland, for example, there were only three properties, single family that sold above 5 million. And um, so, you know, statistics, I'm, I'm a, I'm an optimist and a realist in, in the same token. And um, so of course I want to get all five sold, but, that that's uh, that's going to be a tall order, you know. For example, there's a town in Highland Park, uh, Illinois, and uh, I represent a property there that's over five and a half. And last year there were only two properties that that sold four million and above in that town, but yet 
yet there's eight on the market. So that's do the math. That's four years of inventory. So what you're saying is, you know, in, especially that upper echelon and that marketplace, you know, it's either going to sell really quick and that's a third or less, but two thirds of them are just going to accumulate days on the market, which is holding costs, taxes, insurance, and buyers look at that as, hey, something's wrong with it. And if it wasn't good for somebody else, why do I want to put my name on it? Because I'm, I'm a smart business person and I'm going to have a difficult time selling it as well. Is, is, is that true to say? Yeah, it's, it's very true. And, and, and I think that you know, our, our kind of view, and this is even evolving, but if a client calls us and says, I have a luxury property, pick any city USA, what should I do? You know, first of all, we say, you know, you need to interview, you know, a handful of top tier local brokers and, and find somebody that, that you respect and that you like. So one of the premises, one of the kind of key tenets of our business is we won't work without partnering with a local broker. And in, in that stems from a couple of things. One, you know, our, you know, origins are in the industry. So we have a respect for the trade, but also we believe that the results are just simply better when we partner with a local broker. And, and there's a lot, a number of reasons for that, but, but we, you know, that's our message to sellers. And then we follow that with, you know, if you want to go on the market, great, but if you hit 90 days, the right move is not price reductions. Right. And, you know, if you have a three hundred thousand dollar house in Chicagoland and you you come on the market at three twenty five and, you know, you're not getting it sold. The right move is let's get it, you know, let's get it priced right and we'll sell it. Right. Right. Fundamentally, I completely agree. That's the right thing to do. But when you have a five and a half million dollar property in in Highland Park and and the the problem is not the price. The problem is the demand. The pool of of demand is, is really small. And, and, you know, that those buyers come along relatively infrequently. And so it's a, it's a, it's a demand problem. It's not a, a asking price issue. Yeah. Supply and demand, no different than the day after Thanksgiving with Black Friday, right? I mean, they, Best Buy there puts a limited number of flat screens on the TV and people pitch a tent the night before. Limited supply drives up the demand. A lot of supply drives down the demand, right? Right. That's right. And, and I think fundamentally our process, you know, our process is a powerful process. Now it needs to be managed properly. I'd like to think, and, you know, it's taken us, you know, nine years to, to, you know, we still constantly are focusing on improving and innovating, but, but, you know, I, I'd like to think that we have a, a platform that's the equivalent of the Ferrari for real estate and, and, you know, it needs to be cared for and, and driven properly and carefully, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we can, you know, fun, some of that power is just structurally and, you know, our process has, you know, legitimate urgency. There's a sale that's going to occur on a specific date and that drives, you know, human behavior. So that's, you know, we do have an advantage there versus kind of a traditional listing where there's no urgency per se, other than, you know, when it's newly on the market, then, you know, then from there though, you've got to figure out how you, you position the asset, how you expand the pool of buyers, um, how you set buyer expectations, which are just as important as seller expectations. And, you know, our, you know, we're not in the business of getting away houses. We're in the business of helping sellers, you know, aggregate demand and, and bring, you know, a market price and, and if we're lucky, a retail price, you know, that's our goal. And, and so just like we have to 
set expectations with sellers about what's realistic, you know, we also need to do the same thing with buyers. Yep. Yeah, everybody wants a good deal, but you need to be realistic. You um, you touched upon something that was uh, my next question. And uh, for those listeners out there that, you know, I, when I speak and train on national stages, I tell people the most listened to radio station is, is WIIFM. What's in it for me? So many agents, you know, the, the elephant in the room with auctions are, and you, you addressed it already. So you guys are pro local listing agent. So in other words, you know, the, the agent would, uh, you know, so if a property's listed and, and, and with John Smith and John Smith gives you guys a call, you guys wouldn't cut John Smith out. You'd be really supportive of John Smith. John Smith would be the listing agent of record, would still get all the, the numbers in the MLS for the sale. And more importantly, he, his commission is protected. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And it's something we're really proud of. You know, we're, we're, as far as I'm aware, and we do pay close attention to the landscape, we're the only company in the industry that can say we've never conducted an auction without a local broker having a listing. Never. And in that, you know, that's the nine years and over a billion on our way to $2 billion in closed transactions. So, you know, there's been plenty of times that it would have been easy to sign up a seller and let the seller, you know, think they're saving some commission dollars by by cutting out their agent. And a lot of times, most of the places we do business, we have to be licensed as a brokerage. Uh-huh. FYI, it's just in, in, you know, in not every, some places we have to be licensed as an auctioneer and some places we need to be licensed as both. But but we just won't, we, we're not interested in taking on business without the agent. And it's, and in, in, in ultimately it hurts the seller to not have an agent involved. And, and so that's important. I think the other thing that you mentioned, and and certainly one of the things that we know, and this is a, and I think you'd find this insightful. Two thirds of our business comes from a seller calling us directly, saying, "My property's on the market. It's been on the market. I'm frustrated. I want to try to get. I want to speed up the process." And their agents unaware, right? Which is, a, you know, quite frankly, it's a missed opportunity for the agent, and it's a missed opportunity for us because, you know, quite frankly, we should have been able to get to that seller earlier in the process. We should have been able to get to the agent earlier in the process, you know, and, and discuss what we talked about earlier about the Zillow effect that days on market are problematic. So, you know, start talking to your seller earlier in the listing process about auction as an alternative. And so these, the sellers are calling us and, and they're saying, you know, I, I want to get on with this. And oftentimes we're picking up the phone, calling the agent saying, Mr. Jones just called us. And frequently they're surprised. We hear all the time, I didn't realize they were that motivated or things like that. So, so one thing that we see is you know, there's a subset of agents out there that are, that, that are really you know, focused on, they want, they're, they're secure in themselves and they're, they, they feel like their job is to make sure they're doing the best cho- job possible for the seller, which means exploring all options, which means also being informed about the auction process and, and having it in their kind of bag of, of tools to use when needed. The other thing that we've seen is that the, you know, the really enlightened and aggressive agents recognize the opportunity to not only get that listing sold, but for a typical property we market, we'll typically generate about 300 leads, inquiries. And for the typical property, it ranges but anywhere from 25 to 75 showings in a month time frame which you know typically is like a year to three years of showing activity for some of these kind of upper tier properties. 
And then there's on average seven bidders per property. And the really kind of uh, opportunistic, innovative, business savvy agents recognize, well, I'm going to get my listing sold, but also look at all these leads. And, 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 you know, these are people that, that, that ultimately I can sell other properties to. And so, and they do. And, and that's, I think, also the hidden opportunity for, for the listing agents who we partner with. Well, some great information you shared there. And I just want to um, make sure I heard you correctly. Did you say you guys have done over $1 billion in volume three commas I'm talking about? $1 billion? Correct. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and a couple other bullet points that I just wanted to, yeah, congratulations. That's very impressive. Um, you mentioned, so, so again, for those agents, you know, the, the, the listing agents, your commission's protected, the volumes in your name. And, and, and Chad just shared that in many cases, you'll get inquiries. They said, he said 25 to 75 on average showings at these properties. Is that what you said? Yep. That's correct. I mean, some of these properties, they get one showing a year and, and you're creating that urgency and you can't sell it. That's one thing I know. You can't sell it if people don't walk through it, right? I mean, sure, there's some sales sight unseen investor, but but for the most part, you need people to get that emotion. They got to see the property, the uniqueness, the floor plan, the details. And many times they might even maybe send a representative, but 25 to 75 showings and, and seven offers on, on average? That's right. Seven bidders. And, and I think the, the other, the other thing that I would point out is, you know, you're right. Fundamentally, we believe that real estate, you know, is, it, it has to, the, every property has to stand on its own two feet. We all, I think, know that. And, but that said, if nobody's looking or not enough people are looking, you know, that's the problem that we need to solve. And, and, but I think also for buyers, one of the things that, that when you're selling, let's say it's going to be that property in Highland Park, it's going to be without question the most expensive property to sell in 2017 in that location. One of the things that the grill in the room for buyers is, you know, hey, am I the only person that's willing, that sees value in this property, right? Let's face it, to have that kind of money, people have worked hard, they're savvy, and nobody wants to feel like they were a sucker or they overpaid. Uh-huh. And I think one of the things that our process does for buyers is it provides a, a, a level of, of reinforcement that they're making an okay decision or a good decision and that they're not overpaying. Yes, they're paying a one bid higher than the, the next bidder, but it's not, um, you know, it's not, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing something foolish, that there are other people that see value. And, and I think that's also really important. And I'm sure, you know, those of you in the, in the traditional business um, of, of selling properties, you know, kind of helping a buyer, you know, feel comfortable, I think is also important. And I think our process is, is really, you know, well suited to do that as well. Well, you, you guys um, out of, you know, let's just say out of 20 inquiries you get, how many out of 20 would you say that you accept as a client? So, you know, historically, it's been about 20 to 1 where, you know, we're really discerning about, you know, the property, the seller, the location, the location within the market and the, and the broker partner. Um, and, and certainly, um, you know, being picky is important. That said, one of the things is definitely a trend that's emerging that I think is, you know, that, that, that is unmistakable for us is we're seeing sellers 
and agents come to us far earlier in the life cycle of a listing. Oftentimes, last year, about 15% of our mix were sellers and agents saying, this is my go-to-market strategy. They recognize that they have a unique asset. They recognize that the demand pool in a given market isn't that deep. And they don't want to wait around. They don't want the property to get sale. They want to get the best price now. And so, you know, the er- and, 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 and fundamentally, the earlier a seller and or listing agent comes to us in the process, the more effective we can be. And, and so, you know, that's, you know, for people that are coming to us as a go-to-market or early in the process strategy, you know, there's less of a headwind we have to overcome. There's less, you know, there's less history on that property. There are fewer days that the buyers, days on market that buyers seem, you know, sometimes correctly, sometimes incorrectly, but think those are, you know, there's something wrong with the property. So, you know, that's also been a big, a big change for us over the last two, three years. Yeah, and that makes sense. I guess it's no different than, you know, your, your typical sales, right? I mean, if it's been longer on the market, you're less likely to get more interest and, and better offers. So what you're saying is a go-to-market strategy, so a property that hadn't been listed for years or, or, or since this particular owner has owned it, you know, they start out with the auction and that creates even more, uh, you know, interest and, you know, more views and clicks and, 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 and viewings. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Now, if you said 20 to 1 on average, and, you know, again, could vary, but so you you guys obviously turn down a lot more opportunities than you take. So is it safe to say that a buyer that is looking at an auction, uh, a property that you guys are offering by auction, um, you know, you guys have done your due diligence on the location and the property, the condition, um, that sort of thing where it, it, it should be a no-brainer for a buyer to, to, to consider purchasing a, a property that's been vetted by you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at our website, concierge you'll see, I mean, the inventory is very high quality. They're in desirable locations. So we, 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 are, we, are, we are discerning as it relates to that. But I think, you know, the, the biggest determining, you know, we don't sell, and I'd love to say, oh, we sell 100% of every property we're hired to sell. You know, if anybody ever tells you that in this industry, they're, they're, they're not telling you the truth. So, you know, Matt said, you know, we really want to have a very high conversion rate. And, you know, historically, the, you know, the, the old line antiquity auction houses like Christie's and Sotheby's, you know, their goal is to have somewhere between a 60 and 70% sell-through rate. You know, our goal is a, little, is a lot higher than that. We'd like to sell probably 85% of what we're hired to sell. You know, the 15% that don't sell, sometimes, you know, despite your best intentions, the market just truly isn't there or, you know, what after we go through our process and we have a pretty good handle on where market value is, maybe a seller, you know, isn't prepared for that. But the flip side is we're very comfortable saying no Um, and not because we don't want to do lots of business, but we, you know, setting expectations is is absolutely paramount and we really want to be very realistic with our sellers and and agents to say you know here's a range of outcomes that 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 we think you should be prepared for now we don't have a crystal ball um and some of the properties we sell there aren't comps right right they're very far and, and few and far between but we really you know start really pragmatic and frank and forthright with our potential sellers and it's not unusual for a seller to incubate with us for meaning we've talked to them 
but they're not ready to hire us, you know, for a year plus. Um, that it's a very kind of typical um, incubation time frame, and we're okay with that. We've got plenty of business. We don't have to, you know, take take deals on bad terms. And and we you know we think that discipline is also something that's you know served us well, but it serves our customer well, and our customer is the listing agent and the seller. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, for those that are listening, agents out there, what are some characteristics they should look for to determine whether or not the property or the seller um, is a viable candidate for the, sure. the luxury auction? I always say when you think about the seller profile, I describe our best client as somebody who values time as much as money. And, and, and what I mean by that is if you have a seller that says, I have $5 million in this property and I owe $5 million, and if I don't sell it for $5 million, I have a serious issue, that's not a good candidate for us because you know whether or not the, they spent $5 million to build the property has no bearing necessarily on what the market value is versus a seller that has a property that, 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 that they think the, you know, the, the price is $5 million, but you know what, they know that the norm in the market is three to five years to sell that property. And we say in 60 days, we think the range of outcomes is four to, you know, four to $5 million. And the seller says, like, that can work for me. Like, I, I want to get the best possible price, but getting a price and a buyer in 30 days or 60 days is far more important than me getting a few extra, you know, dollars in my pocket. That's the right client. Okay. And it's really that intersection um, of, of, you know, and for all of our clients, we work for, we've worked for and work for some amazing people, very successful business people, entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, you know, high profile people. We have 48 billionaires in our database that we've transacted with in the last eight years. And, and, you know, so all the one common characteristic is they all, you know, are competitive and value money. Um, and so nobody wants to give away their house. At the same time, you know, we, we are in the business of selling the most valuable thing that they could possibly have, which is their time. Okay, good. Um, can you just maybe briefly talk about, you don't have to go into specifics, but um, are, are you guys paid from the seller or the buyer? Yeah, great question. So we get paid by the buyer. And, and so that's something that sellers also, you know, like is that, that in, our, in our, our fee structure, you know, we only get paid if we procure a buyer. We get paid through what's called a buyer premium which is very typical if you were to go buy a painting at Christie's in London, you know, you would, you would pay a buyer premium. Mm-hmm. That's the same way our, our business works, or you buy a classic car at Barrett Jackson auction or something like that. Um, one of the things, and this is in the early days of our business and historically in the auction business, it was a very regionalized kind of mom and pop industry, generally speaking. Um, and the norm was you would charge a seller, an upfront retainer to cover marketing costs. And you know, a lot of times in the luxury space, that was a big retainer, $100,000, $200,000 wouldn't be unusual. And we've been able to really kind of just through hard work and determination, get our business to a place of being well capitalized. And so we've done away with charging sellers any upfront fees. So 
you know, we have a, you know, a marketing machine that, 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 that's going that, you know, we've spent over $20 million in the last eight years building the database we have. Um, you know, we have a platform of marketing that, that's built and, you know, we sustain and a seller can plug into that and we don't require them to write us an, an upfront check. And, and then ultimately we go through the process and the seller is responsible for paying their listing broker. We will earn our fee from the buyer and, and typically we will also out of the fee we collect from the buyer cover, uh, the buyer broker commission as well. So let me hear, uh, let me just make sure I heard you correctly. You're saying, I mean, basically what I'm hearing you saying is it's really zero risk for the seller. If their home qualifies, they're not charging an upfront fee. You guys pay a portion of of, of the buyer's fee. So they will actually pay less in commissions potentially. And you're creating massive urgency, massive marketing. And typically from the time they say, okay, we want to go with, you guys, what's the timeline? Are we talking, you know, three, four months, five months, 60 days? What, what, what's the time frame before they get a generally, contract? Or they- yep. Gen- generally speaking, we can have a property under contract with a non 10% non-refundable deposit in a, in a non-contingent contract in 60 days with a closing to take place anywhere from two, two weeks to four weeks after that. So 60 days to find their buyer, 90 days to have, have found their buyer and have a closed transaction. And sometimes we can do it a little faster than that, but that's certainly a, a comfortable time frame. Proof of funds, qualified buyers, cash, as is? Yep, that's correct. As is transaction, we do, we prepackage all the due diligence in advance. So typically there's an inspection, you know, a survey, you know, disclosures, all of those things. And so when, when, when we declare a winning buyer, um, that's a, you know, hard contract, non-refundable deposit and no contingencies. That's awesome. The best part, it's the best part about it for everybody. And, and, and usually the buyer mindset is they want to close immediately, you know? So last year, I think our average, you know, closing was less than three weeks. So, you know, the buyers are ready, they're excited and, uh, they've done their homework, cash buyers and, I think for the sellers, that's the best part. You know, the, the, you know, and there's the, the, the market spoke, there's the market price for the property. They've got a clean transaction and they can get on with whatever else they want to be doing with their, their time and money. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, very valuable information today, Chad. Uh, for, for those listeners, uh, many probably had misconceptions about auctions typically you know they I've, I've heard others talk about you know distressed properties but just to kind of review and then I'll, I'll you know open it up to you for any last words that you want to share or uh, for people find out more information about concierge but um, so what I heard you talk about is several things um, first off, that the buy, uh, the the listing agent you guys are pro listing agent you've never done a, a a auction without one so the listing agent doesn't have to worry about being you know cut out of a deal so to speak you're pro agent their fees protected um, you guys typically get tons of uh, inquiries but real, you said 25 to 75 showings on, on these properties and typically from the time you guys are hired many times 60 days or less you have a contract and you're closing three or four weeks after that is is, is that did I kind of recap well, uh, well 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 said and and I think also most importantly 
Generally speaking, if I look back at the history of our business and where the growths happen, it stems from having a successful first transaction with a, a broker in a given market. And, and very likely, you know, the, the, that will lead to many more, you know, transactions together for years to come. And, you know, that's, that's the key for us. We want to build quality relationships with, you know, enlightened brokers that want to do the very best they can for their clients. They want to grow their business. And, and, um, I'm certainly, uh, um, appreciative of the, the time today to share a little bit about our process. Well, thank you so much, Chad. And uh, again, folks, make sure you, t- you you tune in. If you haven't downloaded the previous episodes from the Luxury Listing po- Podcast, please do so. Again, Michael Lofito, founder of the Luxury Listing Specialist Certification. So if you're a luxury agent already and you're looking for the principle of slight edge and bring more content and t- to your own marketplace or you're looking to break into the high-end and luxury space, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com to find out more information about that. Again, Michael Lofito and Chad, thank you so much. And what is it fair to say the simplest thing to to hear more and, and read more on concierge auctions is go to concierge That would be, that'd be a great first step. And I'm always uh, looking forward to meeting brokers around the country and around the world. So uh, drop me a line and um, we'll take it from there. Again, thanks, Chad, so much. I've heard so much great things about you guys. I saw, I met you at the Inman Luxury Conference, and uh, just a real pleasure to have you on the Luxury Listing Podcast today. So bye for now, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our Luxury Listing Specialist Certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com.